Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we'll be continuing our study in Romans, and we're in the final chapter, Romans chapter 16. In fact, I believe we'll have two more broadcasts from the book, and then we'll start a new book study, and uh, I may reveal that to you here in the next uh, broadcast or so, and we'll get into a new study. I've enjoyed the book of Romans all of these days and weeks and months that we spent going through this very important, this very informative doctrinal uh, treaties that the Apostle Paul gave to us by inspiration of God. Now remember, Romans is a foundational book. Romans is a faith book. Romans is a very important book for the New uh, Testament believer, the church believe, age believer, those who've been saved by the grace of God. And we find our doctrine given to us here in book the book of Romans. We talk about righteousness and faith and salvation and sin and the Holy Spirit and the second coming, the adoption of the uh, child of God, all of these different doctrines are explained and given to us here in Romans chapter Romans rather the book of Romans now in the 16th chapter Paul has given us his personal greetings in his postscript to his letter he has mentioned and will mention 35 individuals by name he greets them and he commends them personally and individually i've already spoken about this i won't tarry with it much today but it's so important that we learn from paul's example and we say thank you and show gratitude and that we're uh, kind and just have character when folks are a blessing to us we ought to respond with thanksgiving to them paul does not just generically say thank you to the crowd but individually says thank you to every one of these christians that helped him in the race god had given him to run i'm glad for those who come alongside i'm glad for those who help in the shadows I'm glad for those who pave the way and counsel along the trip, those who help us get to where we're supposed to go in the will of God. None of us are self-made Christians, not you, not me, not any of us. All of us have had people who've invested in our life, time, tears, their money, They've invested truth, all of these different things, their treasure, I should have said to alliterate it, into our life. Now today, Paul takes a little bit of a break from these personal commendations, and he gives us I guess we could call it an injunction or a command here. He and it's it's dealing with those who would cause division in a church by bringing in doctrine that is unbiblical and runs contrary to what the church has uh, stated as their doctrinal position. Now I understand, especially in the day and hour in which we're living in, everybody wants to just go along to get along. Everybody would like to just let everybody be and say, you have your truth, I'll have my truth, you tolerate, and I'll try to tolerate, and we'll just get along great together. But that is not even possible. The liberal would call for free speech and tolerance unless it's not their speech being tolerated. Uh, you see what's going on with social media now or Twitter 
has been bought out and uh, all these liberals are jumping off of that social media platform because they don't like it. And, and the man who bought it says, I just want it to be a place of free speech for all. And so these conservative voices that were banned by the uh, liberal snowflakes that ran Twitter are now being welcomed back on, and so they don't like that. And it just never works that way. You say, well, I don't think we ought to have all this division. Well, we wouldn't if everybody was on the same page, which is the Bible page. But if, can I tell you, as long as there's sin involved, and there's sin involved because we're involved, there's going to be division and cause to divide. And so Paul gives us a warning and an admonition and a rule to follow in our church. Now, you need to remember this local church in Rome was made up of Jews and Gentiles, and there was paganism, of course, and Judaism, that influence coming in, and they had to watch for that. They had to be careful. Some of these Jewish believers were trying to mingle the law with grace. No doubt, some of these Gentiles were pushing their liberty a little bit further than they ought to, and it was becoming a stumbling block to the Jews. So Paul is saying you need to watch. And let me give you these verses, verse 17 and 18. Here's what he says. Now I beseech you, that's like saying I'm pleading with you here, I'm begging you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them for they that are such serve not our lord jesus christ but their own belly and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple now i wish it was today that there was never any cause for division in a church. I wish there wasn't. And some churches divide over petty things that they'll answer for the judgment seat of Christ that will be wood, hay, and stubble, such as carpet color and the ply of the uh, tissues there on the altar. I mean, come on. We need to grow up a little bit. But there are some reasons to mark individuals or crowds and divide from them. And the cause is this, when they have contrary doctrine, bad doctrine. When they bring in something that is not biblical, and it does not line up with what the pastor of the church is preaching from the pulpit, they are to be marked. They're not to be accepted. They are not to be welcomed. They are not to be appeased. They are not to be given a position. They are not to teach a class. They are to be marked. That's like saying, you know, you grew up on a, on a farm, and these ranchers especially would brand their cattle, and that means they would put a mark on that cow so that everybody would know that cow belongs to that farmer. It's marked. It, it, it's, it's marked for that. Well, here's what we're saying. When somebody comes in, a heretic or an apostate, a divider with bad doctrine, we need to label them. That's why Paul said, not just Alexander, but Alexander the coppersmith, he said, he did me a lot of harm. He said, I want you to know who he is so you can stay away from that dude. He's not good. He's not even worth your time. He will try to pollute and poison your thinking. You stay away from him. He's an evil man, and Paul marked him. Paul is saying the same thing. We need to be careful in our churches. You can do it the wrong way, but you must do it. You must do it. Do it the right way. Mark those that cause division. Call them out. Go to them. If you're the pastor of the church, you owe it to your sheep to protect them. I'm not in the sheep killing business, but I want to be in the wolf killing business for sure. And you want to mark them, which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine. 
So we're to make sure everybody knows who they are. We're to separate from them. It says, and avoid them. That's where most churches get into the trouble, and many Christians even. If the church does it right, and then yet the Christian doesn't do it right. And here's what I mean by that. We will mark them and say, amen, I agree. They're not teaching things that are right. They don't believe the right Bible. They're mixed up on wine and liquor and things. They, their uh, personal standards are all off, and they're trying to pollute our young people. And we mark them and get them out. The church supposed to mark them. Get them out. They, they, they're not welcome. They can't stay. The truth is more important than, uh, than that. They must go. It's like a cancer. You don't let cancer stay because it's living off of the vitality of the body. No, because in living off of the vitality of the body, it is killing the body. So you cut it out and you get rid of it. Now, here's where the issue is, though. When the church does right and cuts out the cancer and gets rid of it, the Christian who's a member of the church goes and pals around with the cancer. They don't avoid them. They still go to meals. They still work a job. They still uh, text and email and hang around that crowd. And in so doing, you're disloyal to the church. And what you're doing is you are an ambassador of the cancer back into the body. That's not biblical. You're not right with God. You're supposed to mark them, which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. And avoid them. It's a two-step thing. You mark and then you avoid. For they that are such, that crowd that causes these divisions, serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. I want you to mark this down. The apostate always has an agenda. The heretic always has an agenda. The divider always has an agenda. And it is never a lift up Jesus agenda. It is a gratify and satisfy and lift up self agenda. They serve their own belly. That's their own desire. That's their own pleasure. Uh, they serve their own cause. And by good words and fair speeches, just like the devil with Eve, they know how to twist terminology. They know how to lasso you with lingo. They know how to lure you in with their speech. They'll deceive the hearts of the simple. Deceive the hearts of the simple, the naive. Those who say, well, I believe he's got a good heart. No, he doesn't. He's wicked. Well, I believe, I, I believe she could be helped. She can't be helped. She doesn't want help. She wants to hurt you. And you better be careful with that crowd that brings in bad doctrine. Bad doctrine about eschatology. Bad doctrine about the Bible. Bad doctrine about salvation. Bad doctrine about personal holiness. Bad doctrine about ecclesiastical separation. Bad doctrine. Mark and avoid. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.